Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello. This is Michael Turrentine. I play Wes on Unwell. And if you're looking to spend more time in Mount Absalom, I hope you'll support us by becoming a member at audaciousmachinecreative.com. For $5 a month, members get an ad-free feed of not only Unwell, but also my other fantastic podcast, World Gone Wrong. You get extra content like annotated scripts, deleted scenes, and full tracks for the original music in the show. It's really fun, and it makes a huge impact on our ability to make more awesome podcasts like this. You can become a member at audaciousmachinecreative.com. Again, that's audaciousmachinecreative.com. Abby? Am I disturbing you? Funny about that question illustrates the observer's paradox. By asking if you're disturbing me, you've disturbed me, rendering the very intent of your question invalid. So, I am, then. Yes, but I don't mind. Would you like to sit? No, thanks. I'll lean against the rail. Porch swings make me seasick. Ironically, boats make me porch sick. (laughs) Ha ha. Ha ha. Admiring the stars? It occurred to me I hadn't taken a moment to appreciate what it means to reside in a dark sky town. I've been staring at books in dimly lit rooms since I arrived. I wasn't looking up. Takes your breath away, doesn't it? It does. I admit. I'm sure one gets used to it. I hope not. If Mount Absalom had been a dark sky when I was growing up, I don't know. Maybe I would have stayed with Mom instead of Dad. Born too soon, I guess. I usually end up feeling the opposite. I learn something interesting about a place, and I wish I'd been around to see it take shape. Hmm. Wes tells me he had the house to himself all day. Seems that way. You and Rudy went off together on some project. Something like that. You're doing that thing. What thing? You're doing that thing where you don't know if you can ask me a direct question, so you're stating everything you already know to see if I fill in the blanks. Oh, that thing. Not to mention that you're doing it because you have something you want to talk about but don't feel comfortable sharing unless we've had an exchange of social capital. I'll tell you mine if I let you tell me yours? Yes. 
Wait. Yes. The doc told me there was something peculiar about the observatory he needed me to see. I'm surprised you haven't already been there. I'd been putting it off. Just takes a little finesse, is all. What was I saying before? Something about meteor showers? Right, meteor showers. My point is that most people will tell you that the Perseids are their favorite, but that's because they've never experienced the Aquarids while floating on a raft off the coast of Argentina. Uh-huh. Commitment and patience. The twin... Uh, something of the... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Behold the Mount Absalom Observatory, our cathedral. That's not appropriate. Yes, fair. You have to look past the cobwebs and mildew. I mean, it's inappropriate to refer to an observatory as a cathedral. Or have you forgotten what the Catholic Church did to Galileo? Um, yes. Solid point. Also, the cobwebs and the mildew. Okay, but surely you can see what I'm talking about. The architecture. You know, the bones of the place. I can't see much of anything, Doc. Of course you can't. Hold on. I set up a generator in here a few days ago. As I was saying. The bones. The bones. The shape of this room is... Well, you see it now? The delicate curve of that dome, for one thing? Are you about to refer to this place as a woman? No. Because that's also not appropriate. Agreed. Awful. Who does that? You want a list? What was I? I can give you a list. The platform. Follow me. You need to see this. I'm good down here, Doc. You see up here? The aperture where the telescope is supposed to go? Sure. I looked through it using my own telescope. Doc, it's hard for me to hear you? Sorry. Sorry. What I was saying was I was looking through that aperture with a telescope of my own, and I don't know who designed this building, but they were working on some level I can't even begin to fathom. I don't know what you mean. I mean that. The night I was out here, it was more or less solid cloud cover, except where I was looking. What? I'd be looking through the lens, and the wind would break up the clouds in front of my eyes every time. I always had a clear view of the sky. That's absurd. Yes, I know. Unreal. The odds of that are... I can't even begin to... Either the architect managed to assemble structural calculations beyond our understanding of physical dimensions and weather, or... Do not say magic. They... Um... Supernatural! Yeah, no. Clouds are water, water is chaos, and you got lucky. But, okay, let's say maybe, maybe there's some one-in-a-million math going on. You want me to find out more about the architect? Hmm? No, I don't care about that. You don't? I mean, of course I care. If you happen to find something, please let me know. I'm sure it's... Then why the hell am I here? You said you had something I needed to see that I personally needed to see it. I have plenty of my own work that I could be doing right now, you know... This uh, has happened to you a lot, hasn't it? What has? 
I'm guessing it's your thesis advisor? Treats your work like a quaint little hobby and then has you running around campus doing their bidding? Uh Uh-huh. Listen, Abby, I know that there's supposed to be some kind of traditional animosity that exists between historians and astrophysicists. There's what? But I'm not here to pull rank on you or undermine your research or do whatever condescending bullshit you are getting from whomever. I'm not your enemy. I don't think of you as an enemy. No? I think of you as an annoyance. Oh. Don't take it too hard, Doc. I think of almost everybody as an annoyance. Bit curious, isn't it? A historian who doesn't like people? See, no. And I get that a lot, but seriously, just... No. I like people's stories, Doc. Stories are done. They're locked in. Living people, here and now, unpredictable, chaotic, annoying. You want a people person, you go talk to a sociologist, okay? Can we please get on with this, this whatever you wanted me to see? Fair. Fair. So you know how this observatory was built on a hill? Yes, I figured that out when we climbed up a hill. How many other hills have you seen since you arrived in Mount Absalom? None. Exactly. So you're saying that... Which is strange for a place called Mount Absalom. Right. That happens a lot, but... What you are saying... This hill is man-made. Huh. That's interesting. Isn't it? That so-and-so Hazel says there was already a hill here when Mount Absalom was founded. Is that right? She made an entire pageant that says this. She makes kids learn it and say it out loud, and in the middle of it, there's a hugely problematic bit about a massacre. Sounds hideous. It's almost like she's not even a little bit good at her job. Well, if there was a hill already, it wasn't this one. This one, somebody or some bodies made a decision to have here. For the observatory? That's an excellent question, Abby. That's exactly one of the questions I had for you. What are your other ones? For those, you do need to see something. This way. It's on the level below us. Is there light? Enough. Allow me to paint a picture. It's late evening, and you've just spent several hours... No second-person narration, please. I've just spent several hours setting up all the lights and getting the generator working in this stifling heat, which is when it occurs to me that I haven't even set foot in the lower level yet. I'd acknowledge the staircase, made a mental note to myself to take a closer look down here, and then I just didn't. Not that there's much to see, of course. Whatever was down here, they took away when they dismantled the telescope. I could only imagine what this must have looked like when it was up and running. Observation logs, the instruments, the dusty diagrams on the chalkboard. A desk in the corner with a tiny lamp where whoever would sit through the small hours taking careful notes. A radio, maybe, or a phonograph. Solitary, old-school science. Classic. Anyway, you see that divot over by the wall? I attacked that part of the floor with a crowbar. What? Why? I don't quite remember. I told you. It was late. It was hot. I might have been feeling a sense of 
existential agony. Also, a few beers. Why do you even have a crowbar? Always bring a crowbar. That's the first rule of abandoned buildings. The size of this hole. You must have been at this for like half an hour. Could be. Still pretty sore, too. I can't believe you have a doctorate. Why do I work so hard? Inside the hole. Look closer. That's what I wanted you to see. What is that? It's a roof shingle. Don't play games with me, Doc. It's not my thing. Look at it. That's a slate roof shingle. And I've spent enough time on slate roofs to know. Why would anybody bury a roof shingle under... Wait. Yes. No. You're getting it. There's a roof under... Which means that... There's a building underneath this observatory? A plus. And it explains what I saw in that sewer map you found. Nothing explains... Why would you... You see now? Why wouldn't you just tear down the old building? That sounds like a riddle for an historian. A historian. I thought it was... You're not British. Why didn't you keep digging? Come back here with a jackhammer, a flashlight, some rope, lower yourself into whatever building this is. That's a horror story. That's the horror story. No thank you. Find out what it is first, and then we can talk about unsealing Satan's tomb. Oh good, this again. It's not just me, alright? People around here have some kind of weird hang-ups about the observatory. Like this. I almost forgot. Doc gave me this water bottle. Okay. Filled with water. Right. She asked me to pour it out on the floor of this observatory basement. Doc did? Why would she ask that? See? That's another good question. Are you going to do it? I don't know. I pour it out. I don't pour it out. Those are two different horror stories. This is insane. You're insane. Everyone is insane. I'm going to have to sneak into the library again, aren't I? My mother did that? I know. That's... I'll ask her. I can ask her. No, I should. Thank you. Truth be told, I was a little afraid to bring it up. You were afraid. You followed a guy you barely know into the basement of an abandoned observatory on the edge of town. Sure. But the doc's not your mom. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be on her bad side either. You should have seen her today. We had to go to the bank. This sounds thrilling. Oh. Oh, just you wait. Don't go inside angry, Lillian. If I don't go inside angry, we'll be in the parking lot all day. Are you coming in with me? I'll be along. Maybe I'll have a smoke. You're not supposed to smoke. And yet. Good morning! Is it? How can I help you? I don't know yet. How about I tell you what the problem is first? Oh, okay. I found this at the bottom of a pile of mail on my mom's nightstand. My mom, Dorothy Harper, you know her, runs the boarding house a bit up the way. Sure, Dot Harper. That's right. And this piece of mail from your fine small town institution, this piece of mail claims that my mom owes you an excess of $30,000 in unspecified property fees. Oh my. That's a lot. That's true. That is a lot. 
So are you here to pay an installment? N- or? Uh, no, I'm here to learn what the... What the heck these fees are about? It's probably the mortgage. It is not the mortgage. Because that house has been owned free and clear by my mom's family for I don't even know how many generations. If your records say that we still owe this bank mortgage payments, I'd like to see them. I don't know what our records say, Miss Harper. Lily. I'm just a teller here, Lily. Um, I'm just part-time. Is there somebody full-time here who might be able to show us our records? I can get the bank manager. That would be perfect. It might take a few. That's fine. He's pretty busy in the mornings. I can wait. Well, there's some seats over there. I'll stay right here. Okay. Thank you for choosing the banquet. Excuse me, I'll get the manager. Really, Lily Bell, you could have been much nicer to that poor girl. Considering your last job, I think you'd have more sympathy. I have plenty of sympathy. I also know how effective that tone of voice is when you need something done. Cue bank manager in three, two, one. Hello, Dot Lillian. So glad you decided to stop in. Wow, I didn't think that was actually going to... Chester? That's what they call me. You manage the bank? Yes. Aren't you the mayor's aide? Yes. And don't you also do something for the Delphi Treasurer, yes. And you also manage the bank? You might misunderstand how much time and how little pay are involved with those other jobs. Uh, Sylvia said you needed to speak with me? My daughter found a bill from you. From us? Can I see it? Oh. Oh, this. Yes. Thirty grand in past due fees. For what, exactly? Maybe you'd prefer to do this in my office? Oh, that doesn't sound shady. I just mean, perhaps you'd prefer not to discuss sensitive financial information in the middle of the lobby? This is sensitive? Um, a little. This way, Harpers. Have a seat. This is going to sound... It's going to seem a little bit uh, backwards. It's very important that I... That is, I need to say that up front. Backwards. But I assure you, on behalf of both the bank and the citizens of Mount Absalom... Turn it off, Chester. Be straight with me. What's this bill about? There's a law on the books. Not one of ours, one of the counties, from... My gosh, at least a century ago. I'm not even sure it's accurate to call it a law. A statute, maybe? Yes, let's call it a statute. So the wording of this statute, it relates to residencies and business use for, you know, for tax purposes, etc. And, well, basically, it's like this. So for any home in the county, if there are more than three, if more than three women reside there, and if the home also operates as a place of business, well, then uh, according to the county, not me, you understand, but the county, according to the county, it's, well, it's a... Chester Warren, are you accusing me of running a whorehouse? Brothel. (laughs) I was going to say brothel. Are you fucking serious? It's not me. I know better. I do. I'd never accuse Dot of that. It's a boarding house. People, they rent the room for a bit and then they move on. True, yes. But you have to understand, sometimes, maybe, there were three or more women boarding there at the same time. A ladies' sewing circle, a temperance movement passing through town. So every so often, according to the county... Whorehouse. 
I told you it was going to sound backwards. You're mispronouncing offensive. I respect why you'd feel that. Sure, we have the monthly orgy in the Dionysus room, but nobody's being paid for that. Mom. So that's what it is. If the boarding house has three women or more living there... Which we don't at current. No. You, your mother, at Am I going to have to explain non-binary genders to you? No, I get it. Regardless, the financial obligation is not contingent on current occupancy, but the potential for such. You still haven't told us what the payment is for. Right. That's the other part. You're going to tell us it's a licensing fee, aren't you? No, no. It's You see, as I understand this, because I wasn't there, of course, but as I understand it, Dot, your great-great-however-grandmother, she made a deal with Mount Absalom after this law statute passed. What sort of deal? The boarding house paid an annual exception fee to the town, and the town would, it would forget to enforce the brothel statute. A bribe. Yes, I suppose. Generations of my family have been paying Mount Absalom a bribe. Yes. So that the state of Ohio wouldn't shut us down for being a whorehouse. Basically. (laughs) Well, that's about par for the course for this town, isn't it? I'm glad we got that straightened out. You can feel free to recycle that. The thing is... Oh, I'm not paying you a dime, Chester. Surely you understand that. It's a ridiculous state of affairs in the first place, and I've never once heard of this deal. My own parents never said word one about it. Whatever arrangement you think you had, it's nothing to do with me. It's not that simple. It's very simple. You cut your losses. It's not my losses, Dot. It's the town's losses. The notice came from your bank. Yes, true. So look, without getting into all the particulars of it, Mount Absalom's accounts are managed through here, but deficits and collections are handled through... No, forget it. Never mind. I get the gist. It's your usual Frankenstein of a bank and a government. So, Dot... We're not talking about $30,000 that the bank doesn't have. We're talking about $30,000 that Mount Absalom doesn't have. That's schools, Dot. That's road repair. That's the celery festival. Guilt? You're going to try guilt? Listen clearly, Chester. I have never heard of this payment. And I am not making it now. I know you're upset, Dot, but there's probably a very good reason you've never heard of it. Such as? Best guess? Perhaps one of your parents or grandparents or whomever, perhaps they set up some kind of trust that automatically paid this bill every year. For some reason, that account has gone dry. I'd be happy to check for you, but I don't know if the account is through us, and I'd need authorization anyhow. Surely my mother knew, though. Maybe she forgot. How old was she when she went? She might have forgotten a number of things. My mom's mind was fine. She was smart as a whip when she passed. So you say. All I know is that these wires have gotten crossed and now we have to untangle them. Fine then. You do whatever research you need to do to find this trust you think exists and then you give me a call. But I'm not paying out this kind of money based on your mere speculation. Dot, I don't want to do this. Then don't. This is a significant debt and neither the mayor nor the bank can just let this slide. Not for long. You've got some nerve calling it a debt. Let me help you solve this. How? 
You don't want to pay the full 30000 right now. I don't want to pay the any 30000 ever. Perhaps we set you up with a second mortgage on the house. We pay the town the 30000 and a percentage of your payments go into a new fund that keeps up with the exception fee. So nobody else in your family ever ends up having the conversation we've just had. And what part of that arrangement tosses out the bullshit in which my mom's house is designated a bordello? You'll have to take that up with the county. We will. You'll be asking them to acknowledge an outdated, embarrassing law that they've completely completely forgotten about, and then suing in court to have it repealed. Fine. It could take months, years, and Mount Absalom will not wait that long. Meaning? Dot, I've tried very hard to be nice here, so let's be frank instead. Besides what you owe in the house, there's a simple matter that the building codes have changed maybe half a dozen times since the last time there's any record of inspection. As far as we know, the boarding house is a death trap. This town has been very forgiving of you, in part because you did things like pay the exception fee. If you're not going to do that... There he is. There's the real Chester. Hello, Chester, you creep. There's no need for that. Don't you threaten me, Chester. You haven't got the chin for it. I'm on your side here. I'm in a position to be helpful. I'm in several positions to be helpful. If you want to keep the house, we need to be able to talk like adults about it. Of course it's not a brothel, but is it adequately licensed as a hotel? Your assistant does tours. Is it a museum? Do the plans describe its square footage accurately? Does it take into account the secret passages and such? These are all questions... What was that? Hmm? Secret passages. Oh, joking. I mean, mean, that's just what I've heard. That's what we'd always say when we were kids. God's house, probably full of secret passages and pirates' chests and like that. Uh Uh-huh. Lily, let's go. No, wait. I want to hear more of this. You know, I was a kid here once. Nobody ever said anything like that to me. Of course you... You wouldn't have expected them to... What else did the kids say about our house, Chester? Lily, I'd like to leave right now. Okay, Mom. Okay. Think it over. Something has to change here, Dot. That's just a fact. The law and your attitude. Start there. Come on. Thank you for choosing to banquet. Mom. Outside. I'm not breathing the stale air one second longer. We should get breakfast. We had breakfast. We didn't have enough breakfast. I'm starving. Where do you want to eat? Never mind. Just drive. Home? No. Wherever. I need to cool down. Lesson for you. Never enter a bank angry, but you're allowed to walk out as fucking furious as you want. That was a very different Chester. It's the same Chester he always was. He's harmless. It's me I'm mad at. What? Why? Because something he said reminded me. I did used to make those payments. No. There was an account. Every month, a little squirrel decide for the end of the year. I haven't been looking at them very hard since Wes started doing them. So Wes knew about this? Not why. But he should have kept track of it. I guess. I don't know if I ever told him. Everything else in the book seemed fine, I thought. Mom, this is why I was saying... I know, I know. You can't have a teenager doing your accounting. I know, Lillian. Mom, how did you meet Wes in the first place? You know, I don't quite recall that either. I feel like I should is what's so hard about it. Like... The memory's gone, but my confidence in having had the memory doesn't know that it's gone yet. They can't just be me. 
Doesn't that happen to everyone? You forget things. That's the normal human condition, isn't it? I'm sure it is. I might need help, Lily Bell. We drove out to the edge of the county line. Mom got out and sat on the ground for a while, didn't say much. She told me, she said this was as far as she'd been away from Mount Absalom since she moved back to manage the house. How many years is that? A lot. God, I was maybe 10 when she and Dad separated, so coming up on 25 years. When she told you, did she sound like she wanted to go any further than the county line? I couldn't tell. Maybe you should ask her. I don't know if she'd like her answer. Yeah. I feel that. Secret passages. That's what the man said. Tell you what. Next time I'm in the library, I'll see if there's anything about that in the plans filed for this place. I'd appreciate that. This episode features Clarissa Cherie Rios as Lily, Kathleen Hoyle as Abby, Marsha Harmon as Dot, Joshua K. Harris as Rudy, Gabby Labotka as Sylvia, Pat King as Chester. Written by Bilal Dardai. Sound design by Ryan Sheely. Directed by Jeffrey Nils Gardner. Music composed by Stephen Poon. Recording engineer, Mel Ruder. Unwell lead sound designer, Ryan Sheely. Executive producers, Eleanor Hyde and Jeffrey Nils Gardner. By HeartLife NFP. HeartLife wishes to acknowledge that the land where we live, work, and tell our stories is occupied land. Unwell takes place in southern Ohio, which is the territory of the Miami people. Unwell is produced in Chicago, Illinois, which is the territory of the Peoria, the Potawatomi, and the Miami peoples. And a special thanks to our supporting producers, Caitlin White, Bill Gardner, Steve Diamond, James Battle, and Anton S. Elizabeth Fenwood, Nee Lyle, ran the newly rebuilt Fenwood Boarding House in 1899 when the Lodge County Brothel Ordinance was passed. She helped pay an exemption fee by charging male guests by the hour instead of by the night. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a podcast which combines the art and beauty of classic literature with the fun of Dungeons and Dragons roleplay. These episodes are led by me, Kate, your master teacher, which is Dungeon Master meets High School English Teacher. We take on quests in these fascinating worlds, meeting and adventuring with the greatest literary characters of all time, solving puzzles set up by the dubious Dr. Frankenstein. One eye is over there, and the other eye is rolled over there. Exactly right. Hunting Moby Dick alongside Captain Ahab. (laughs) I've rolled a one. Are you rolling? Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a faithful yet irreverent way to interact with the stories which have influenced us for centuries. 
Plus, it's a much more exciting way to experience literature than writing an essay. Essays don't have swords which burst into flame, or poop monsters hiding in toilets. Anybody got some poop for me? A new episode of Of Mice and Men and Monsters is released every other Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs>